Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Good morning and welcome to the programme. Derville McDonald sitting in for Claire today. Coming up on the show, uh, will we have a tenner charge to drive in cities? We'll get the latest on that and other traffic reduction proposals being considered by government. Catholic primary schools reject calls for children to be taught what it means to be transgender. The families who haven't been able to bury their dead and the international investigators seeking evidence of war crimes. Belle True tells me about her documentary on Ukraine. David Nabarro of the World Health Organization on bird flu and how COVID lessons can be learned after the pandemic. And spring clean your finances. Owen McGee has all the advice. You can email your questions to Owen to todaycb at rte.ie. You can also text us this morning on 51551 and on Twitter we are at Today with Claire. Now, congestion charges, higher car parking fees and fuel prices will all be considered as part of a new radical plan to help reduce private car use and hit our climate targets of reducing transport emissions by 50% by 2030. Tomorrow, Transport Minister Eamon Ryan will bring a memo to Cabinet, including ways to change how road space is used. And it is expected to cause coalition tensions. I'm joined now by Daniel Murray, political correspondent with the Business Post. Good morning, Daniel. Morning, Derby. Look, as well as the measures I've just mentioned, uh, Eamon Ryan's memo is expected to give priority to public transport, cycling and walking. Take us through uh, the broad policies under consideration and how long will this process take? Yeah, so uh, Eamon Ryan will bring this memo to Cabinet tomorrow and it's kind of a list of actions that accompany the Climate Action Plan that was uh, published before Christmas. And in the transport sector, that means some things that we already know, like electrification of the car fleet, but then some measures that haven't yet been considered, like reducing traffic in big urban centres. And that's where things get quite contentious. Uh, The kind of measures that are going to be considered as part of this demand management strategy, traffic demand management strategy, that will be arranged over the next year, range from congestion charges, so being charged to drive into city centres, increasing parking fees, removing parking spaces at your workplace or or on the street, uh, possibly even increasing fuel costs, but also then some carrots as well, you know, having the cost of of public transport, improving public transport and and trying to make public and active transport uh, a more effective and and more attractive way to travel in cities. And you say you've looked at that modelling by the National Transport Authority, which includes those measures. You've mentioned congestion charges, higher carbon parking fees, higher petrol and diesel costs. How much will Minister Ryan's memo rely on those suggestions, uh, the modelling by the NTA? So there, there will be a lot of research that's done in the next year and the National Transport Authority's modelling, which accompanied the, the most recent Climate Action Plan that was just published in, in the last few weeks. That'll be one of the studies that feeds into it and the NTA will be doing further studies. But it does give us a, a very keen insight into the kind of measures that it considers uh, to be required to actually reach 
reach that 50% redu- reduction in transport. And yes, it does mean electrification of cars. Yes, it does mean increasing biofuels in cars. But it means some of these more difficult measures as well to try and get people actually out of their cars and using more sustainable modes of, of transport uh, as well. So I think it gives us a good idea of the kind of measures that are on the table and what will be decided uh, in the end by the government. Uh, that will be worked out over the next year. It, it sounds um, like a lot of stick when you consider the congestion charges, higher fuel prices, higher parking. Um, but what way would this be managed in terms of what, what I presume is going to be huge infrastructure investment required to, uh, to increase public transport? Yeah, and look, many of those infrastructural um, projects are underway or have already been announced. So we know some of the shorter term plans like Bus Connect in, in the big urban centres uh, should deliver much better bus service, bus bus frequency and bus capacity in the years ahead. Then there are kind of larger projects, you know, like expanding the DART or the new metro, which are, are certainly further uh, further away and projects around in, improving public transport in, in rural Ireland. So certainly the Green Party would be looking to frame this as putting those services first and then these sticks coming afterwards and um, but regardless it looks like these kind of the stick approach will be something that is pursued within the next few years and may be implemented before the end of this uh, term of government which of course is, is only another uh, two or two and a half years away many people might be saying we're not london paris or new york we don't have a tube we don't have a big um metro um if the nta is looking at a potential 10 euro daily charge for driving into cities that that other you know big cities like london have these congestion charges what cities in ireland might have a congestion charge here well, the modelling that was done by the NTA, which again is just an option that's being put in front of the government, looked at all of the, the big urban centres. So that was Galway, Waterford, Limerick, Cork and Dublin. So it's a possibility it could be all of those centres. Now, the government, again, like I said, ha- ha- have a big infrastructure of public transport projects on the table, but also kind of park and ride projects, especially around Dublin, whereby they're looking to build big park and ride facilities that, that connect public transport with significant parking space that allows people from outside Dublin to come park and then get good public public transport into the centre of the city. So it'll be a combination of using congestion charges if they choose that option to try and dissuade people from coming into the centre. As you say, as is already done in London, as is done in Stockholm, as is done in Milan and in, in Italy, but also providing those services so that people actually have an option and hopefully reducing both the cost and improve, improving the frequency and the efficiency of those services. Having um, the cost for public transport is something I think that we would welcome, but reducing um, the 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 national road speed limits, um, not just on con- in, in big urban built up areas, but on all road areas t- down to 20 kilometres. Is that something that people might struggle with? It's something that's definitely on the table. And actually, it was in the programme for government. The Greens managed to secure a commitment to look at reducing speed limits um, for emissions reasons, because when cars are travelling at very high speeds, uh, they tend to produce a, a lot of emissions. So, so reduction in emissions at those high, or in speeds at those high, um, at, at those high speeds can help reduce um, emissions. This was actually something that Transport Infrastructure Ireland looked at last year. So they managed the road networks and they were asked to do a study uh, by the government and they produced Produced a report, and that report said uh, that if you reduce speed limits on the motorways or national road network, you could actually uh, end up having more um, crashes on roads. You could end up having more deaths every year uh, on the roads because you end up pushing people onto less safe 
roads off of motorways or off, off of national roadways. Now, that study conflicted with a lot of international evidence uh, around this. So I understand the government have asked TII to go back and have a look at this again. And certainly speed limit reductions is still on the table and, and is something that will be considered as part of this much broader transport emissions reduction strategy. And, and let's, Daniel, look at fuel hikes, because obviously with the cost of living measures, uh, we saw a reduction on the excise duty in both petrol and diesel. We know they're going to be phased out. But what did the NTA suggest in relation to fuel hikes? And would that be uh, palatable, the scale of what they could potentially looking for in the future? So the National Transport Authority modelled a 65% increase in fuel costs. Now, I understand that the NTA did that as a kind of a proxy for other behavioural measures that they, they couldn't model, and also that a fuel cost increase of that level would only really be used as a last result. We, we've seen how politically toxic it is when there's an increase in the price of petrol and diesel at the pumps um, and even the cuts this year in terms of excise. That's something that was resisted on the green side of things because they were worried about making those fuels cheaper and really the longer term plan is to try and make fossil fuels more expensive. So certainly further um, fuel price increases is on the table and in fact uh, much of it is already committed to. You remember the carbon tax is in place and there were calls to, to have it you know axed in the middle of this cost of living crisis. It's committed to increase all the way up to 100 euro a tonne by 2030. That's going to continue but, but with these um, further fuel cost increases it's something that will be considered but I would presume will be a last option for the government if other behavioural measures don't work. And other behavioural measures such as a 400% increase in car parking fees uh, over 2016 figures. Unsurprisingly, Daniel, um, this is likely to cause huge tensions in government already this morning. The Irish Times is quoting Fine Gael sources that this is modelling, not policy, with uh, Fine Gael TD Eamor Higgins cautioning that any move to restrict motorists should be tied to capital investment to ensure that motorists have alternatives to their cars. The memo goes tomorrow, but obviously it's, uh, it's going to be a deliberative process. How contentious is it likely to get, Daniel? I think it's going to be quite contentious. I think this is going to be both one of the most ambitious and one of the most difficult projects that the Green Party will undertake while in government. Um, as Brian Caulfield, who's one of the leading sustainable transport experts in the country, said to me last week, this is the ugly mess behind achieving that 50% reduction in transport targets. And I suspect by the time it gets uh, to government and it gets through the Dáil, things are going to get politically ugly as well. And not only in the Dáil, but within government ranks. And as you said already this morning, Emer Higgins uh, of Fine Gael out saying that she has some, some concerns about it. And look, we've seen with a couple of different climate action measures when the rubber has come to hit the road, there has been um, disagreement within the coalition ranks. That's been true of banning smoky fuels. We had the turf issue. It's been true of trying to reduce the amount of beef and dairy produced to bring down agriculture emissions. It's been true of closing down power plants uh, in rural Ireland. But maybe what's interesting about this is that while all those other issues have had to divide along rural-urban lines, this is really about kind of turning targeting those urban centres. Um, and that could mean that there's less resistance from, from people in rural Ireland, but it could also mean the beginning of serious resistance emerging to climate action in urban centres too. Indeed. Well, Daniel Murray, political correspondent with the Business Post, thank you for joining us. The rubber is hitting the road. Jack Chambers, Minister of State at the Department of Transport and the Department of Environment, Climate and Communications. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jeremy. Look, just uh, following up on the congestion charges, uh, your colleague uh, Eamon Ryan is expected to bring that memo to Cabinet tomorrow with proposals to introduce those charges, higher car parking changes in urban centres. What's your view? 
So the first instance, um, what's being established is a steering group of all departments and agencies um, to have a consultation on this in the spring, a second consultation on this in the autumn. No decisions are being brought to government tomorrow um, to introduce any of the measures that you've referenced or are being speculated about. Um, I think it's really important that whatever decisions are taken at the end of, end of the year are rooted in a just transition, that we bring people's, people and communities with us and that we don't foist measures on people or scare people people or polarised communities and that's why I might set out some of the principles Well can, which, we, can we just say though just because Fine Gael are say, or a fund Fine Gael source is saying it's modelling not policy so what is on the table is it modelling not policy in your view? What's, be, what's on the table is a process that's going to commence um, and policy options will be considered by government at the end of the year. Um, there's been no decisions taken and no decisions will be taken tomorrow on any of the measures that you discussed in the last uh, 10 minutes. And I just want to set out the principles upon which the demand management strategy will be, will be developed. In the first instance, it will take account of mobility needs. It's also important that people have viable alternatives before demand management measures are introduced so that we root everything in a just transition and we bring communities and people with us. We need to ensure that we minimise the impact on business and industry. And also a key part of any change uh, around demand management is that we uh, have incremental and public acceptance. And that's why the process that will be underway in, in the coming weeks will be to have a comprehensive consultation to actually hear well, what have the you, Have you consulted, uh, just on that point, have you consulted with business owners, you know, because especially amid fears that those increased congestion charges would impact those not just visiting the city or coming to work, but those entering the city with deliveries, because it's likely that if that impacts those, any of those costs will be passed on to consumers. I have a responsibility for logistics and freight within the government, and that's why uh, we'll have two sets of consultation over the coming months, so that we do comprehensively engage with business and communities. And if any me measures are going to work, the key principle will be, will be that we bring communities and the public and citizens with us um, so that people see the benefits of any changes. And I would say a lot of the measures that you referenced in the last 10 minutes were some of the more negatively perceived measures. But, but, the, quicker, fact, but the quicker ones to introduce but, because but, they're but quicker fact, to introduce than well, infrastructural changes such well, as building Well, if you look at our investment, for example, transport. in 2019, we invested €45 million Euro in active travel. Um, this year, we were investing €290 million Euro to try and give people a viable alternative. Um, but I think uh, we, we will not be foisting um, measures on people. We want to bring people with us. Uh, and that's why uh, a long process of consultation over the next uh, eight months will be really important to see what options uh, could be on the table at the end of the year. And, and obviously... So you're reassuring people that those sticks, those congestion charges, those uh, char uh, parking fees won't come in before the, um, the, the carrot... The I'm reassuring the people that the key uh, impulse of government is to ensure that we have every, every measure that's taken around climate action is rooted in a just transition. We don't want to alienate communities and we want to bring people with us. A, and that's a, a key part of yeah. showing people... Um, you know, the, the, the alternatives that are there and, and giving people positive options and tra and transport investment uh, is a key part of that in parallel it's with the development. It's also could be quite long term. It's a hard sell, is it not, Jack Chambers, for any government to come out with a package that would increase charges in the middle of a cost of living and housing crisis? Correct. And, and, and that's why... Um, is now the right time? And that's why we have to have a comprehensive engagement and consultation with people. And that's what we're doing. And um, there's no decisions being taken tomorrow on any of the measures that you've referenced. And when do you expect those measures to be taken, given the urgency of the so climate be, crisis? There'll be two sets of consultations, as I've said, 
um, through this year and at the end of 2023 that steering group that's been established will present a number of options for government to consider and it's at that point that we'll have um, the broad formulation of policy and the various decisions that can be taken so that we can uh, again root every, all of our decisions in a just transition and also try and meet our climate objectives. Let's talk about uh, drones because uh, Dublin Airport has been brought to a standstill six times over the last six weeks. Um, Fine Gael Councillor Danny Byrne this morning issued a press release claiming that even Ryan's what he described as his ideological purity is stopping him from doing what needs to be done to protect the aviation industry from drone strikes. You work alongside uh, Eamon Ryan. Do you believe there's an ideology at play here? I don't think that's a fair comment at all. Um, and just to update people, um, the, we want, we're absolutely keen on, on taking action here and bringing a solution. The Dublin Airport Authority will be tasked with purchasing uh, and operating counter drone technology and they're urgently seeking to procure that. That process, um, we're going to try and conclude that um, but they say they can't procure it because they have only the, the, the power, the legal power to detect so, that they don't so have the I, capacity to purchase. I might, I might to, deal with that in a second. Purchase. So they, they'll, be, they'll be purchasing and procuring counter drone technology. In parallel, they'll be scaling up uh, the training of personnel and developing the safety systems with the Irish Aviation Authority so that it's immediately deployed in, in, in a number of weeks. They we just and On the legal question you've referenced, I've both myself and Minister Ryan have engaged with the Attorney General on this um, and that there isn't, he's reassured us that there isn't a requirement for primary legislation around the deployment of counter drone technology um, in Dublin there, there Airport. There isn't now a requirement. There isn't a requirement for primary legislation on the deployment. So, so Dublin Airport Authority has been managing or not managing because they're going to detect these attacks for the last six months and they say they didn't have the legal power but there, they, there isn't a requirement for primary legislation. There may be a requirement for a statutory instrument, instrument under existing legislation. So there won't be a legal barrier. The process underway now is to ensure that we purchase, procure and operate uh, and, and who is going to purchase this anti-drone technology, particularly, and as the DEA itself pointed out when they spoke to this programme last Friday, that this is a wider security issue that, that extends beyond Dublin so Airport. So two, there's two pieces to this. The first element is to ensure that we uh, purchase, immediately purchase and procure technology for Dublin Airport. And the Dublin Airport Authority will be doing that and operationalising it um, as soon the as they can. not already have that technology and, in its arsenal? And, and, and then the second point, which I, I think isn't important, there is a broad requirement um, to protect airports, national critical infrastructure, such as whether it's energy energy generation, telecommunications, hospitals, guard the stations. And that's why uh, as part of, in parallel to uh, the decision to for the Dublin Airport Authority, is it is important that we accelerate a medium-term so, solution around counter-drone technology across the state. So is, and that's what we're going case, to seek to do. Is it the case that it's not just Dublin Airport which has told us it only had the power now to detect drones. Is it the state that the case, that the state itself only has power to detect and hasn't had this technology to bring down drones in other settings? Is, is that what you're telling us? What I'm saying is that there's a there's a wider um, it's a wider security question which uh, we have to immediately address and in, in parallel to Dublin Airport Authority purchasing and operating counter drone technology it's important we assess the wider infrastructure across the state uh, and uh, and procure where necessary or where recommended the counter drone technology and that will be So have we procured under any uh, guise at all to date? Counter drone technology well as you know for airports uh, we haven't and there's a there's a wider uh, there's a wider need to assess the, the 
the broad uh, issue of counter drone technology Secu- security across. for for the absolutely, state absolutely and, and and that's what we're going to do in parallel with the uh, with the operation okay. operation of this okay like let's the, move on to the eviction ban because the three coalition leaders uh, Leo Radcliffe Michael Martin and Ian Ryan will meet later today to consider whether to extend the existing eviction ban now a little earlier Nessa Hergan Green Party TD for Dublin Central was on Morning Ireland and she was asked about whether now is the time to allow it to lapse let's take a quick listen to what she had to say as as we move into the summer period and spring and summer we are already um, you know, dealing with less um, hotel rooms. Um, we are already under pressure from um, people um, fleeing the war in Ukraine. I'm not sure a full-scale lifting of the ban is an incredibly good idea right now. And certainly it will see a jump in homelessness figures and further pressure on services, which I have to say right now are already under a huge amount of pressure. Uh, Minister, if the decision, time is of the essence, and if the decision is made to allow it to lapse at the end of this month, should it be replaced with new tax breaks for landlords? Would you agree with that? So just say that the government leaders will meet this evening uh, with Minister, Minister O'Brien, Minister for Housing, and we have to get the balance right um, and we and ensure that we whatever decisions are taken, that we don't make matters worse and we don't increase homelessness by pushing um, a date out to another period which could exacerbate the problem but the evidence has been gathered that'll be considered by the party leaders I think more generally we have to seriously examine that issue around um, the, the current taxation position of small landlords um, the, the evidence is clear many of many landlords are exiting en masse from the market which is shrinking supply and affecting people who want to rent or and who want to become tenants and also existing tenants across our uh, rental sector so that that is an issue that uh, requires serious examination by government yeah and obviously there's all the speculation over the weekend another measure could come into place to stop landlords giving their tenant owners to leave if they were selling the property or needed it for their child is that something that you would support well, as I said, that will form part of the wider uh, examination and uh, that Minister O'Brien is bringing uh, to government later today. And um, it's, it's a very careful balancing act which is required that we don't uh, exacerbate the existing position. I know um, the eviction ban was important through the winter period, but um, it's important we don't exacerbate any problem by making matters worse and, and they have to weigh all that up later today. Well, thank you, Jack Chambers, Minister of State at the Department of Transport and the Department of Environment, Climate and Communications. Thanks for joining me. Thanks we'll take much. a quick break. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.